Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with part two of our discussion on what it means for a believer to be filled with the Spirit. The scripture reference for this week is found in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 through 21. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he delivers today's slice of this week's message entitled, Be Filled with the Spirit, Part 2. One more. Do not get your doctrine of the Holy Spirit primarily out of the Old Testament. We live in a different era. Remember those amazing words of Jesus before He, uh, he, before he went to the cross? He told uh, about the coming of the Holy Spirit. He said, who is with you and will be in you. The idea of the Holy Spirit dwelling in someone, that's new. That's after Jesus was crucified, buried, rose again, ascended to the Father, and sent uh, the Holy Spirit. So there's a fundamental difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Old Covenant and uh, the New Covenant, and the ministry of the Holy Spirit, who has always been alive and well, has always empowered people. Um, Now there's a whole different nuance or set of nuances to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That whole new covenant thing was promised in Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34. All right, done with that list. If I ever try to do that again, stop me. No, it, um, sometimes you need to sort out what isn't there in order to understand what is. So today, I'm going to begin with just one biblical concept that's going to help us understand the filling of the Holy Spirit. The watershed verse, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Here's the crucial thing. The essence of filling is the concept of control. Uh, Notice that verse 18 contrasts the filling of the Spirit to drunkenness. Someone who is drunk based upon imbibing alcohol has yielded control of their faculties to an outside influence to one degree or another. Drunkenness is yielding control through the use of alcohol or you could apply it to any other drug. Now, it's interesting, in Acts chapter 2, verse 13, those who were the first ones filled with the Spirit as a group for the first time, and they were able to proclaim the mighty deeds of God in languages they didn't normally speak. What did the bystanders say? Well, they must be drunk. 
I mean, there's a bunch of Galileans. What are, what are they saying? Well, and then they came to find out that the content of the message was God's Word being declared in languages that those people didn't know. So right away, this contrast between filling and drunkenness is introduced even in Acts chapter 2. Now, there are two slightly different Greek words used in the New Testament for the filling of the Holy Spirit. You could differentiate between them if you want to try to, but they both carry the concept of being controlled by something. Let me show you where these verses are used about things other than the Holy Spirit, and I think you'll understand what being filled with the Spirit must be like. Luke chapter 5, verse 26, when Jesus healed a paralyzed man, it infuriated the Pharisees, and it astounded the others who were watching. Luke describes the response of the people who were present in Luke 5, 26. They were all struck with astonishment and began glorifying God, and they were filled with fear, saying, we have seen remarkable things today. The fear of God, the recognition that they were in the presence of the, of the power of God manifested by the Son of God, it took over them. When Jesus was going away, He was going to go back to the Father. Remember what He said to the 11 remaining disciples around the table that night after Judas had left in John 16, 6? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Why were they so slow to understand some of the things that He said? They were just overcome with sorrow by what Jesus had said to them. Sorrow was controlling their thoughts. You have in the book of Acts, chapter 6, where the apostles asked the people to recommend potential uh, ones who might serve as most people believe the first deacons in the church. They said, look for people who are full of the Spirit and wisdom. Well, that tells you by that time, people knew what the signs were, what the evidence was of a person full of the Spirit and of wisdom. And verse 5 says, they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. He was full of faith. His faith controlled what he did. What he believed controlled what he did. Full of faith. Luke 4.28 says that a whole synagogue of people in Nazareth were so filled with rage that they led Jesus out to a cliff to throw him off. They were controlled by their rage. Same thing in Acts 19, 28. In John 12, 3, it tells us of the time that uh, Jesus was anointed with the expensive perfume before He went to the cross. And it says the whole house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume used to anoint His feet. It was filled with it. The smell permeated the house. That's what being filled is like. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit... He will permeate your life and you'll be doing and saying things that are in harmony with who the Holy Spirit is and what He's written in the Word. Acts 5.17 and Acts 13.45 use the expression filled with jealousy to describe some of the reactions of unbelieving Jews seeing things done by the apostles. 2 Corinthians 7.4 says, this is Paul writing about all the things that he had been through and he says, great is my confidence in you. Grief is my boasting on, or great is my boasting on your behalf. I am filled with comfort. I am overflowing with joy in all our affliction. 
2 Timothy 1.4, Paul longed to see Timothy so that he could be filled with joy. All right? There's the pattern there. Do you see the point? When you're full of something, it is controlling or exerting at least some control on what you do. To be filled with sorrow is to be overcome by sorrow. To be filled with faith is to be controlled by what you believe. Try it with any of the other things. The idea is obvious. Joy, love, hope, faith, jealousy, rage, anger, comfort, hatred, etc. Now, one more tidbit and we'll quit until we come back. In these examples, fill, the verb, either one of them, is always used in the passive voice. Now, that gives me goose pimples. And those of you that have started in our beginning Greek class, hang in there. Before long, you'll understand what that means. But what it means when something is in the passive voice, it means that the subject isn't doing the action. The subject is receiving the results of the action. So, you don't fill yourself from the inside with the Holy Spirit. You receive the filling from Him. He is the outside agent. Filling of the Holy Spirit is not something you muster up. You yield to it. As if you said, you know, I, I would like to act as if my IQ is 70 points lower than it is. I think I'll go get drunk. You can, you can choose to give up your abilities to do things, or you can choose to receive what the Holy Spirit can do for you. Now, next time, we'll be talking about positively how to be filled and the results of filling. But just in case, you don't want to wait until next Sunday when we open Ephesians again to allow the Spirit to control you. Let me give you a couple of hints. If you want the Holy Spirit to be in control of your life, it's up to you. He's not sitting around saying, well, uh, I'm sorry, Jim. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday are your days for filling. This is Monday. He's always willing to fill you, and I'll show you that the Scripture teaches that. But understand, it's your choice. You make the decisions to act the way that you know the Holy Spirit would have you to act. You will find Him in control of you. You will find that you experience blessings that come along with being filled with the Holy Spirit. So let me give you a couple of hints, okay? Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is... All right, fruit, that's what's born from the tree... What the Holy Spirit produces are these things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? If you're in a situation where there is another human being present, show love. Do what's best for that other person. You're in a situation that might be difficult. Stand in the joy that only God can give. You're feeling frazzled. You're feeling anxious. Choose to remain firmly planted in the peace. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.